Homily for the Solemnity of All Saints' Day, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks, November 1st, 2020. Those who have attended daily Masses with me here at St. Mary's know that when the memorial of a saint comes up, I enjoy giving a brief summary of their lives during the homily. Part of it is due to the fact that I am a history buff and I marvel at how the expressions of faith in Jesus over the past 2,000 years stretch all over the globe and are so voluminous. But the main point I try to communicate is that their stories are our stories as well. And there is a cornucopia of stories. Just to give you some examples, St. Anthony the Abbot was a monk who lived as a hermit in Egypt in the 3rd century. St. Elizabeth of Portugal, whose memorial, at least in the United States, used to be celebrated on my birthday of July 4th, was a noblewoman in the 1300s who intervened to prevent war between her sons over the family inheritance after their father had died. St. Andrew Kim Taigon was the first native-born Korean to be ordained a priest and was martyred in the mid-19th century. Saints Francesco and Jacinta Marto were two of the three shepherd children to whom the Blessed Mother appeared in Fatima, and who died about a hundred years ago of influenza at the ages of ten and nine, respectively. In some ways, as I think of it, I couldn't be more different than they are. But in the things that matter most, we are all similar. They had to confess their sins, like we do. They had to lean on God's grace to take them where they could not go themselves. They had to make hard decisions, just like we do. And yet they embodied the holiness of God in such remarkable ways. In honoring the saints, we don't just look to the past. We are inspired to engage in the world as we find it. To be like yeast, which causes the dough to rise. All Saints Day reminds us that we are part of something far bigger than ourselves. The book of Revelation gave us a vision in today's first reading of a great multitude from every nation, race, people, and tongue, so vast that it could not be counted. The purpose of this multitude is to proclaim the salvation that comes from the Lord. By our baptism, we are called to join in that honor. If you were to look up any generic list of Catholic saints in an internet search engine, you would be amazed at the results. Or think of dusting off a multi-volume work like Butler's Lives of the Saints. Whether arranged alphabetically or chronologically, the list jo just goes on and on. It is clear, as you scroll through the many, many names, that the Church indeed enjoys a great multitude of saints, whose lives we wish to remember. Like the vision in the book of Revelation, when we ask what the purpose is of this multitude, it is to proclaim the salvation that comes from the Lord. From St. Adalbert to St. Zygmunt, in nearly every language and walk of life, all of them give witness to hearts turned over to Jesus, and lives lived for his glory. We as Catholics regard life as the first and most essential right that we have. No other right can apply to us without it. 
Life is good, beautiful, and significant. Think of your own life, for instance. When you piece together the story of your life, whether you were 8 years old or 80, there is a lot of material there. There are a lot of stories to tell, some admirable, and perhaps some embarrassing. There are many people we encountered who helped us along the way. No life is inconsequential, and every life is unique and unrepeatable. With this in mind, then, let us consider the enormity of the holy lives of all the saints, the great multitude St. John saw in that vision, with each of those lives proclaiming the salvation that comes from Christ. It is almost too staggering a concept to fathom. We declared in today's responsorial psalm that this is the people who longs to see God's face. And Jesus provides a great description of just what holiness means with the Beatitudes in today's Gospel. Think of each of these categories St. Matthew mentioned. They do not depend on social standing or being born into royalty. Rather, they depend on our will. All of us can choose to be clean of heart, peacemakers, or even those persecuted for the sake of righteousness. The world in which we live has no shortage of opportunities to do that. Those are the ingredients for living as disciples in any age. And that's why Jesus brought these things up before anything else in his Sermon on the Mount. Holy Mother Church, in her wisdom, invites us to step back and consider all the saints and what they mean for us today. The multitude of the saints are a vibrant community in which we hope to be a part. They provide more than just a calendar of random days on which we remember this or that name. They remind us that each day is an opportunity to proclaim the salvation of the Lord. St. John the Apostle puts it poetically in today's second reading, what we shall be has not yet been revealed. But we do have a glimpse of what we shall be in that vision of a great multitude. If we enter into the fight, we will survive times of great distress because Jesus has already fought and won the victory. The communion of saints is our bold and sure repudiation of the fires of hell. Compared to heaven, hell is no alternative at all. The saints are our declaration that the devil's goal, the glorification and exalting of oneself, is a dead end. How much of popular music, literature, and television is given over completely not to Jesus' ambition for us, but that of his adversary? In our Father's house, there are many dwelling places. There is an eternal prize in store for us, and the communion of saints shows the way. Amen.